Welcome to the podcast. It's dedicated to making you a faster cyclist. The Ask a Cycling Coach podcast presented by Trainer Road. I'm Coach Jonathan Lee with our head coach, Chad Timmerman. Hey, everybody. Our CEO, Nate Pearson. Hello. And we are live from Roslyn, Canada for stage two of the single track six stage race, mountain bike stage race. Uh, I was the only one that did the race today out of us three. And it was a doozy. Oh, it was a doozy, right? So I'm uh, pretty glad my <laughs> frame broke because you said it's actually more technical than yesterday. Yeah, so it's kind of, it, it was interesting. So yesterday we had like big ups and big long descents. Except in a couple exceptions there, were, or there were a couple exceptions, but the descents are pretty long, right? Mm -hmm. And today's descents weren't that long feeling. They were steeper. Uh, they were many more rock features, uh, big slabs, big like steep drop sections and consecutive drop stuff and a lot of people walking their bikes <laughs> i don't know how it could get steeper because uh it's like i was falling down the trail like walk. you can't you can't walk down it like yeah. in mountain bike shoes you just kind of slide yeah it was it was steeper so <laughs> oh geez um but uh it so we started out at a ski resort today and then from the ski resort we just went straight up on fire roads we pre-rode that section we close to what we could have there were so many different options around that area and we actually ended up taking a steeper route than even we took mm -hmm. so Yikes. um steep. it was really steep and then we ended up going up that loose rocky section that we so everyone through. knows how um steep do you think <clears throat> like what percent grade they're over my head unit saying that it's over 30 when it's in the worst of it. Yeah. So it's steep. Yeah. It's like over 30. It's over 35. I saw 37 at one point today. It Going was up rough. and down, right? About that steep. Yeah. And or down, down is actually down steeper. Steeper, steeper yep. than that. Yeah. Down steeper. So uh, I felt like, uh, the training that we did for bike handling came in handy today, uh, for a, a big time for me. I was able to, gain a lot of positions on descents and then hold or gain positions on the climbs. Arden and race, still a good tire for you? The 2.35? Yeah. yeah. Great tire. Yeah. yeah. I saw, you know, yesterday it. I talked about the racing Ralph's not being a tire for me, but really I looked at, I'm looking at everyone's tire still the top guys. I saw a lot of top guys on that tire. So I don't want to, it's not the tire. It's the, it's the rider. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I, I could have used more grip because I don't handle my bike like the top guys do. Yeah. So, uh, the stage started out with a hard climb, a hard descent, then kind of like a transfer on really easy, like a big, like park road almost. And then things got, uh, kicked up again. And I was in a group of about 15 riders and uh, note to self, I've got a solution for this that we'll cover in just a bit, but we took a wrong turn. And we probably added on almost two kilometers. To yeah, the something ride. we didn't mention yesterday was that there is a horrendous amount of dust, and visibility goes from just fine to almost completely nothing in no time. Yeah, like you, at, at points, it's so bad you can't even see your handlebars. It yeah. really is that bad. Oh, see, if that happened to me, I just slow down and let the group go. Yeah, so we were kind of just carrying along in a pretty big group and about 15 of us. And we, there, it, the, the marking was tricky, but something that if, you know, you have to understand, there are so many trails that we end up crossing over <laughs> in this. So they can't, you know, it's, they do a really good job of marking this race. I've been really impressed so far, but getting to a spot where they like actually can mark every single one or put tape across that, it's just not possible. Yeah. It's a pretty dense trail network up here. It is. So in this case, uh, we took a wrong turn, got down and brought us down to the road over by the ski resort where we started. And we all realized Oops. there were no markings and we should probably turn around and climb back up. 
So yesterday, a big challenge was the fact that we started really far behind because we didn't get up to the front uh, in staging. Today, I started toward the front, and it was good. I was probably somewhere around 20th and, and sitting comfortable, and I figured the start was really hard, like really hard. Yeah, they took off very fast. Yes, it was really hard. So like after um, my normalized power after the first like 10 minutes was 320. That was Ooh. really hard. So, and I was just trying to hold, you know, um, we got onto the steep climbs and everybody with lower gearing was able to carry a pretty good clip. And it was really tough for me, uh, with, uh, with the gearing that is really low, but these climbs are just so steep. It's, it's kind of a different ball game. So, uh, but we ended up turning around and coming back up and kind of same story again, had to play catch up through the field. So what'd you add? Uh, in terms of time or dis- distance, no, about, about, about distance, about two kilometers. What would you do to fix it though? So two, no, two out, two back or two total? A two total. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would, I'm going to start putting the routes on my head unit now and I'm going to have it on that page and I'm just going to keep glancing down to that thing occasionally to make sure that we're following things. So uh, I think, fig- I figure that's probably the best thing I can do. It has audio alerts if I go off the trail too. Um, I have the Wahoo element, so it'll tell me if I'm going off. <clears throat> so if that's going to, I don't think we'll come across that situation tomorrow because it sounds like the trail is just kind of like straightforward in terms of it's like the only trail in that region. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, don't want to do that again because that was really hard. <laughs> I've done that in a triathlon and in a, uh, a North Star race. Somebody else goes yeah. and you just follow that person. Yep. You just assume that it's the right way. I've done it in a yeah. running race. Same thing. Half half marathon on the dirt, and we did an extra couple miles. That's a bummer. It's frustrating. So a lot of catch up, but this was uh, something different. Last yesterday, the catch up was pretty easily done on a lot of the climbs because we climbed on a lot of fire road. Uh, it was very steep, but it, you had room to move around people. The once we got back onto the right trail, there's a short bit of fire road. I was able to pass about probably twenty or thirty people, and then after that. Uh, it just, it got really narrow and really technical, like, uh, rock slabs, drops, roots, and started the descent that they call full money. And that one, that was where it got really hard to pass people. And I had to get creative and look at spots where in technical terrain like that, usually there's always what they, what they call in the mountain biking world. If you've ever heard anybody call it a French line, that's what they're (laughs) calling the easy way out. Um, but really there's alternate lines. You can find those anywhere. And there were a lot of people calling out like, where's the French, where's the French when they were going through some of this stuff, because it was pretty, pretty rough. Uh, so I was looking around at different options and sometimes took the, took the gnarlier, gnarlier lines with a few drops and stuff, but I was able to make my way through a decent amount of people there. So I was really like, at that point, I kind of switched out of the Watts, Watts, Watts mode and into the smooth line choice, look ahead mode. And I was really prioritizing that. How for the single track on the climb, can you pass people? Is there any opportunity or do you have any tips? It's, it's hard. Uh, switchbacks aren't a great spot, even though a lot of people think they are, because if you're a rider and you're pulling over, that's a bad spot to stop because your momentum is stopped usually with mountain bikes in a steep section. Uh, other spots when you're getting to a point where, you know, you feel like you have room, the worst thing you can do, I think as the person being passed is to halfway commit to this, like say, go ahead, go around me. And then you kind of pull over to one side of the yeah. trail that just makes it dangerous for and everyone. You don't get off the trail, right? Yeah. You got to like yeah. take a full step into the weeds. Yeah, exactly. Just pull up, get off, get back on. You're going to save, you're going to save energy that way. 
And also you'll be able to jump right in and hopefully stick on that person's wheel for a bit, maybe learn a few things. So uh, I, <laughs> I, I politely, <laughs> I didn't, no, I didn't. Get on my wheel, point. you might learn a few things. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I, I pulled over today on the final descent for two guys. And when they passed me, I tried my best to stick with them uh, because I thought, look, maybe it's just fitness, but maybe also they're cleaning terrain because it was a technical climb in a more efficient way. So I can learn from them. And I did learn from them in a few spots. So that's. I feel like that's the best way to do that. Um, uh, if somebody doesn't want to move over, they don't have to, but it, it is rude uh, to not move over if somebody's apparently faster uh, behind you. And in that situation, what you usually do is is uh, you'll bump their tire from behind. So you'll continuously, you, this isn't done at high speed. Uh, this is done at usually very low speed on a climb, but you just let them know they're there, put some like, pressure on them. It's like a tap on the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Not a get off the trail bump. Yeah, and it, it just like they hear the tires and it kind of, and it really gives the person in front a little boost a lot of the time. But it's a good way to put some pressure on that person. If they don't want to pull over, then it's a race scenario, right? And uh, if they make a mistake in a spot that allows you to squeak by because you put pressure on them, fair game. So what are your overall stats? What's your what's the time, place, power after your... Two hours, 45 minutes was, mm-hmm. the, was the ride. I probably would have dropped um, 10 minutes at least from mm-hmm. that. And uh, I was 237 was my normalized power. So... Uh, not as high as yesterday. I definitely felt fatigue uh, from yesterday. Sure. But uh, also, I think that partially what contributed to the lower normalized power was the fact that a lot of the terrain was, like I mentioned, not just the steep technical stuff, but where it was flat, it was kind of like East Coast riding, where it was a lot of roots and rocks. So you had to kind of pick your lines. So it wasn't just, uh, you weren't able to just put out constant power. And you were, and if you were just surging in between every one of those, that would be a good way to tire yourself out. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had to stay smooth. So I, I assume that contributed to it a bit. Um, and then I came in 25th, which was disappointing. Um, I think that, like I said, if I was 10 minutes earlier, they don't have the results officially posted yet. If I was 10 minutes earlier, I'd like to think that I could have, you know, at least matched yesterday's finish, but probably better. So um, really burning matches and going through people like that and having to use all that energy, not just through the pedals, but with your body, that's tricky. So I think that 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 contributed to a pretty tired body <laughs> at the finish. So I've been playing, um, now that I can't race cause those who don't know, I broke my frame. Yes. I've been being your assistant. Yes. My Swanee. My Swanee. Yes. Yeah, one year. So, uh, we were talking about, well, we can do takeaways from Nate about how to be a good assistant or, yeah. uh, race husband or race wife. Like as they're yeah. referred to, right? As my I've been, wife, as my wife kindly referred to you, yeah, yeah. She called me race wife, which yeah. <laughs> I don't, either way is fine with me. But I, I do it too to my wife because she does running races, and I want to help her out. Totally. So yeah. um, small. You should. So if you're going to want a long car trip, just like cue up the the podcast right to here. Yeah. And then I'll start talking, okay? And then you can influence the other person. <laughs> and hopefully don't be too passive aggressive about it. Disclaim first. So really to support someone who's put so much of their life into training and racing at a race day, it can be very stressful, right? So what you want is good, right? <laughs> yeah. So what you want to do is remove stress and um, just make them feel at ease. It's kind of like you're taking care of someone who's sick. And yeah, they're a lot of times too at a stage race or after an Ironman, you feel worse. And the before an Ironman, I, I say an Ironman because I used to be a triathlete. Um, I'll 
return someday. But before to something like that, you can be very stressed out depending on how big a deal it is to you. Yeah. So if you've trained for a whole year, 12, 20 hours a week, and you have one A race and you're maybe trying to do something big with your life, it's a big event. Um, some people take it very well, but other people are a little bit stressed. So just be aware of that. But the more things you can do. So uh, we gave Jonathan the best chair in the house. Yeah, thank you. Put it's your a feet recliner. up. Uh, it's fan nice. because it's hot in here. But just getting drinks all the time. Um, seeing if I could prepare any food for him. Which you I, did. You cut up my strawberries. I cut some my strawberries oatmeal. for you. It's very nice. That happened. He didn't let me cut <laughs> the other stuff. I knew what time he was waking up and I was going to like be a backup for that. So... Uh, I was up when you got up and I want if I should have told you this because it's reduced stress, but like having like, yeah, if you don't get up, I'll wake you up on time because that's right. It's another it's extra alarm clock. Right. Yep. Um, oh, another thing you did. And this isn't typical of what a, you know, a, a helper would do, but you had massages scheduled for the two of them throughout this race. And you were kind enough to to forfeit those spots to me. Yeah, because I don't need them. So I'm not it's really doing pretty anything. sweet besides cutting strawberries yeah um i had i asked jonathan hey what kind of recovery drink and how many calories do you want that so was really helpful he wanted scratch with vanilla so i carried it to the the race finish and i had like um as soon as he was done i said you ready for this and i went and got water in it shook it up for him and handed it to him he drank it and handed it back and i took the bottle away awesome. so right there too you know there's that there's debate about it, no there's no debate about this there is a uh after you work hard there's that golden window where glycogen does come into your muscles faster um anyways it's it's after a race you don't have your bag you need to look for it just being there right there and i, I didn't mix it until right before because uh it's uh scratches like milk based and i don't want it to get yeah, yeah i want to put ice cold water in it too and want it was to get really nice dust. pretty rich Yep. Yeah. And I gave him a lactose pill because yes, it's, lactose there's lots of lactose in that thing. It's pretty much just a vanilla milkshake. It's delicious. Mm. It yeah. It's delicious. And in general, I just trying to like clean up the place and I did his dishes and stuff like that. Really just helpful. Try to make it so that there was no extra things to do. Yeah. And uh, I offered to care, give him piggybacks, but he refused. <laughs> I wasn't into that for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Chad really wanted to see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I offered to wash his bike and pump up his tires but that's not a you don't do that to jonathan's stuff <laughs> um I, I think that's it i can't think of anything else you know we discussed something uh this oh, i told morning. you when to go to bed you were watching yes. ufc and i said no jonathan you need to go to bed yeah we we ordered the fight and you guys were yeah that was very helpful yeah, yeah. um you lose track of time a lot of you know mm -hmm. we've got like a lot of things going on and it's but it's in a regular schedule from what we normally follow so you do lose track of time pretty easily mm -hmm. Um, and also it, in the apartment or the condo we're at, we're trying to keep the lights off and we're trying to keep it as cool as possible. We don't have light coming in. So it kind of messes with your circadian rhythm and you lose time a little bit there. Yeah, it's a little disorienting. Track. Yeah. It's not restful. It's too hot here. I mean, yeah. plain and simple, it's really hard to, Pretty tough. to shed yeah. fatigue when one, it's so hot. One more, well, one and a half more days, Chad. And then we're over, we're in AC. Yeah. So. Chad's ready to go back to Reno. Chad, <laughs> oh, yeah. how are your legs feeling today? Uh, sore like I'd lifted weights. So not sore like fatigue from riding a bike, but sore from the heavy lifting. That's those climbs. Located. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That and the cramping. I'm oh, sorest yeah, in the muscles true. that cramp the hardest. The ones that I couldn't get to let go. It's an interesting sort of uh, pain. It's, it's nothing new, but I've got it in several places instead of just one or two. There were, uh, I, I can count five off the top of my head, five people that I saw. So the, this stage ended with a really tough climb. In fact, I got halfway through and there's a big bunch of people heckling and making noise. And I was like, 
it must be the top. <laughs> and no, we weren't even halfway. So, oh. um, but really tough climb. And I saw five people um, on the side on that climb that were cramping and yeah. just, they pulled over and they were just, they yeah. were sitting Yeah, the logic up. here is, I mean, I said my priorities are, again, fitness, work on skills and then have fun. Yeah. And the fitness component, I'm, I'm going to get far more out of this with the day on, day off approach. I know I will. Not to mention, so. you know, more fun. And, and the skills will improve as a, as a product of that too, because I'm not going to be, you know, wasted, sloppy, basically, you know, spiraling down the latter half of the race descents. So you are racing tomorrow? Yes. So can I be your swanee too? Uh, no, I don't need it. it. I mean, I appreciate it. It's a very nice gesture, but I don't, I don't, I don't have too much to do. I'll leave your dishes out and you can wash them yourself. <laughs> you can wash my dishes. <laughs> okay. And Chad, Chad's a simple man. Yeah. Um, so Keeps what did simple. you do today? Did you do anything different today to prepare for tomorrow? No, not at all. I, I skipped breakfast. I wasn't hungry. The stomach wasn't quite settled. I think it, I'm going to pin that on the heat. Um, did spend a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we don't have much to do today. So a lot of sitting around. Um, you're I did watching decide, TV, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I decided that tomorrow I'm not even going to take a pack. I'm just going to take a bottle in my back and uh, hit the aid stations because I can use the the brief time off the bike, cold water again, rather than the stuff that's heating up in my backpack or Smart. you know in, in what's left in my bottle. And frankly, I just don't drink at the same rate that Nate does. So one bottle per. I mean, there's two aid stations over the course. So what, 40k? Yeah. So it'll it'll work out. Tomorrow's thir- well, tomorrow's sure going to be 30. 5k i believe yeah there you go so and i like where the the aid stations are there's a lot of descending so relative to to where i need the aid stations they're in line with that so could be something i regret i really don't think so if i was planning on stopping at aid stations i wouldn't have a pack i would just keep and and once again nate you you drink a lot i do um, of water we should be clear there (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah i like that approach i mean if you're planning to stay at stop at the aid station and i think i can use it and you know just grab a handful of chips that seemed to stave off the the cramps pretty well jonathan's got mustard although i gotta figure out how to pack that we are (laughs) going into town what can we get you some little hot sauce packets yeah really any anything like that i I honestly want to put that to the test in the most extreme of circumstances yeah see what happens this will be it it'll be (laughs) Now, so then, will will you take one before you start? Let's do this. Let's come on. I'm gonna do it in response to cramps. Don't don't wait until no. But let's let's try to uh, applies exactly in the face of science. The whole idea is to distract the brain to cause to to, that's that's a way to welch that that misfire. So it's only supposed to be during the in the moment. Yep, as a distraction. Yeah, is everything that I've read. So now there's people that say that sell products specifically for cramping that say you should drink it the day before you should drink it the morning. Of course they up. do. But of course that way you buy three times <laughs> as much. That's way. That's right. But if you look at actually what even I, I've seen on some of the research, it's, it's the effect that it has once a cramp is set in. In the moment. Yeah. And then some of those companies, like, like Jonathan said, claim that you need to take it beforehand and maybe there's something to that. You know, we'll look into that, but tomorrow that's not what I'm doing. I'm going to see if in the moment, if I do that one thing, does it help? You know what we That'd could be- do? We could just, so you'll still carry a pack tomorrow. Hear me out. But we're just going to fill that thing with Tapatio hot sauce. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> you, can just, you can just sip it the perfect. whole ride. That'll 1. go well. 1.5 liters of hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, and then my stomach so, will explode. This is interesting. And we'll say what you, what we buy. I guess this, we're probably going to be like forced to whatever they have available in, in little single serving packets. Honestly, if we go to a fast food restaurant and I can get some packets of mustard. I don't, I don't know that I want to do the hot sauce thing. That really? seems a little uh, uncomfortable. It's yeah, already going to be hot enough. I'm not going to make my mouth on fire. Uh, I, I just don't think that's the way to go. <laughs> I can see Chad taking in some hot sauce and then like frantically stopping looking around. Well, you've noticed how I get when I heat up. I mean, I get red and my, my skin's flushed and my body's yeah. trying to dissipate heat and I'm going to go and jam a bunch of stuff Perhaps in my you mind. don't need capsaicin like that, right? You just need something well, with a strong flavor. Well, it's supposed flavor. to 
you're, you know, afterwards, be, when, I, when I'm at home and I'm in the kitchen and that's all I have to deal with, that's one thing. But out on the trail where I've already, I'm already dealing with about as much as I can handle, I'm just going to try mustard tomorrow. Yeah. But I don't, uh, I don't want to uh, get a damper on your party, but I've already looked and in, there's only a subway here and they don't have little packets. Packets of mustard. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We'll I'm making a do. teeny Tabasco. No. And you just do a drop or two. That is a, a handy container. Yeah. And it's not a drop or two. Like it only comes out really slowly, right? You're not going to get doused. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, why not? We're going to we do can, it. If we can find it. Yeah. We'll look at it. Um, something else really quick that, that I remembered about uh, today's stage is I was able to gain a lot of positions or well, position. I should say gain a lot of ground on people every day or every time today when we got over the crux of a hill. Mm. And something that uh, uh, yeah, we talked about Trevor that Rizé used to work at Trainer Road, a really fast mountain bike racer. And I remember he gave me this tip once. He said, you know, the climb doesn't end until you've reached the bottom of the climb, <laughs> meaning that like you've gone up and all the way down. And uh, while that may be, a, a, you know, an over exaggeration, the principle behind that is you push over the top. And I was really able to gain a lot of ground on people that way today. And it's a simple thing where basically on these climbs are so steep that you're kind of brought down to your, your red line and you just kind of are, are steamrolling up. You're like a semi truck that's just creeping up a pass. So when you're in that position, honestly, holding on for another 10 or 15 seconds when you get to the top, you're at that red line anyway, and there's more to come. And if you do that, instead of mentally going, oh, I'm at the top and relaxing. If you're looking to move up spots, that's a that's an easy get. Yeah, and also- Well, I won't say easy, but that's a, a yeah. logical- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, a well-timed get. It really is. And it also helps in this situation, usually when you got up to the top of a climb, then began the technical descent. And having more momentum into that was really helpful a lot of the and, time. Yeah, let me, you're, let me you're run this in by front you. of people too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. and you're a little refreshed, and you can ride better. I mean, as as I Point. learned to ski over the last couple of seasons, I recognize when I'm just tired and making dumb moves. Sit, you know, probably crash. So I sit there for you know three five minutes. Yeah, and and legitimately rest, and then hit it again. And I wouldn't suggest doing that during a mountain bike race, but if you can even sit for thirty seconds, collect yourself, shed a little bit of fatigue, mm. and then dive into it, I'd be willing to bet that you're going to have a more productive descent. But Jonathan's yep. talking about pushing hard over the top and then going yeah. into exactly the opposite. I know, but yeah. I'm just with, with respect in. to the people who do stop and rest. I think there's some merit to that, especially oh, yeah. in a situation like this. And it's yeah. safer, right, Chad? Absolutely. That's, Chad what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. And it's probably arguable that, so I, I like that you brought this up, right? So let's say that you simply can't push over the top because you are worked, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and in that situation, in that it's probably better to take a quick little breather than to just like feel like you're on a roller coaster dropping into a crazy section and you're out of control. Yeah. Um, it's probably better to, to just take a breather and, and, and go after it. I, I really wanted to take a breather today, uh, going up the last climb, but yeah, nobody not, else seemed to be ra- on board. Best race strategy, but that's not what I'm talking <laughs> hey about. Hey guys, yeah. uh, fellas, can we just stop for a second? <laughs> Let's take a quick break. <laughs> quick break. <laughs> <I> need <laughs> a minute. Everyone relax. So, uh, another thing on the final descent, it was the time descent. It was gnarly, uh, tough descent. You know, Chad, you mentioned the bench cut stuff that we had at Carson City Mm Off-Road. This elevated bench cut to a new level. Um, And there were some tricky spots where even the trail had been washed out, and it was just like, make your way through. Um, And it was big old drops. It was big stuff. But uh, working my way through that descent, 
I got uh, I got arm pump coming down back in the motocross days, uh, and if you, we talked about arm pump, I think on a previous episode. I'm not sure if we did actually. I got no. it yesterday. I don't know what it um, is. Like so just pumped of the arms. Basically, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the muscles in your forearms. It comes from holding onto the bars a little too tight, and I think in this case, I was so fatigued, so tired from not only the day before, but working my way back through the pack. It took a lot out of me that when I was coming down that I think that my body was tired and I was using my arms a little too much. So as a result, what happens is those muscles in your arms, they end up, uh, they end up getting filled with blood as blood's rushing to those working muscles. And it actually, the fascia, which is the liner around the muscle that is an inhibitor to allow, or it doesn't allow that muscle to expand anymore. And it doesn't, it kind of feels like a cramp, but really what it feels like is burning in your arms and you almost get a numbness in your hands where you lose a lot of precision in your hands. I get that every like downhill. Yeah, exactly. Not every, but like after, yes. I if, if you want to feel what it's like, uh, find, Something like, I know this would be a weird thing to make up, but basically hook some weights and hang some weights from a broom handle and then hold that thing out in front of you and then twist that broom handle. Wind it up, wind it down. Wind it up, up, wind wind it down. down. And then feel what happens to your forearms. I can get it for heavy deadlifts and then you try to like text on your phone and it's like- Try to do anything with your hands. They don't work. Try to type on your keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's- type on the keyboard. It's a really difficult thing for um, motocross racers. They get it a lot because you're dealing with so much power and force and big bumps. And it can be a career ender for a lot of people because they can't find a way around it. Uh, I got it today. And the reason that I'm getting it today is like I said- uh, I wasn't, I, I'm, I'm so fatigued there. My body was so fatigued and that descent was so gnarly. That I just was riding too much with my arms. I made a conscious decision. I noticed it and I thought, okay, breathe, relax and start to ride through your legs instead of your arms more and just let things flow. And when I did that, it started to subside. Um, but one thing with this, we talked about cramps yesterday. And when we talked about cramps, Chad, you mentioned the fact that it's, you know, it's just a, an elevated, it's, it's above what your muscles are trained for. Well above. And that's a really good way to counter arm pump. Number one, make sure that you're riding the bike correctly. But number two, more time doing that type of work will help you overcome that. So let's talk a little bit about recovery and food hmm. for breakfast. You had the same thing, which was oatmeal with strawberries and honey. Yep. Uh, Four, two English muffins, two full English muffins. Yep. So like four slices if you cut it in half. Yep. And then... Uh, three eggs. Three eggs. Uh, and then a bit of uh, just diced up green and red uh, peppers. And then I ha- also have uh, just some... some or they say, I don't know how this is even possible, but it says it's organic lunch meat, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but I uh, just got okay. that and I chopped that up and threw it in there. So it's a scramble basically with that stuff. And I don't have any cheese because of the dairy. But And you couldn't finish it today, right? Yeah, I got close to it. But, you know, just like Chad, I didn't have much of an appetite. And uh, I'm not sure why that was the case. And I don't yeah. feel like I ran out of fuel on the trail. I kept eating. Um, but, uh, so you did yeah. eat in addition to that breakfast you ate on the trail as well? Yeah, I didn't have, uh, basically I had about half, maybe three quarters of my bottle of scratch and then, and that's 80 calories. So only 40 calories there. And then in my back pocket, I ate through almost two packets of, of scratch labs chews. So that's about 350, 400 calories. And no gastric upset with a heavy stomach going in. Nope. No, no, none at all. That's one the takeaway. The reason why I brought this up is because Jonathan wasn't like, oh, this is the breakfast I have to eat. So therefore I have to finish it no matter how full I get and just like force my way through it. Right. Um, 
I don't want to eat to the point where I'm uncomfortably full or anything like that. I just want to eat until I'm satisfied. I'm hungry after every meal, so I got to do the opposite. (laughs) I just, I cut it back. But I mean, I think a lot of people, they they think that, you know, there's this and I have to eat this no matter what. So for lunch then today, what are you going to try to aim for? I really want to go back to that Thai place. You want Thai food? That was good. Uh, You can get Thai food. And Um, you, you were getting pad Thai, so. Pad Thai. Yep. Carb-based with some egg and chicken. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what I would like. And something, it'll be nice to have some flavor uh, because we've been, I've been eating even like my lunches have been the same thing that I've had for breakfast. So yeah. because we're remote from restaurants and everything else. It's kind of safe stuff too, though. It's bland. It's yep. basic. And that's kind of why I went with it is yeah. just because I knew that it wouldn't throw things off. Sure. So. And you have a, a history of I do making some bad <laughs> dietary choices <laughs> leading up to important events. <laughs> I do. I have a fussy stomach. Stage three preview. Yeah, and both of you did. one quick guys. thing. One quick thing before stage three, yeah. uh, the start, like I said, was really hard. <clears throat> I lost a good amount of positions on that start. I gained so many of those positions positions back, even after going off course. Just another remember, like reminder to people that if the start is too hard, don't completely cook yourself. Yeah, and I think a lot of people did. An unrealistic pace. <clears throat> I, I yeah. s- sat there, you know, watching this start and seeing uh, people just explode. Man, I don't rough. think they made it 500 meters up. Yeah, if that. And I'm sure I could even see that far, and they were already starting to come off the rails. Oh, it was rough. And so, just one, and of course, in the context of a six day race, especially like just you know, uh, temper that. So, uh, stage three, it's the TT stage. So I think that's what they've said, but I didn't hear it people is. talking I don't understand about that today. That. Starting so, us individually. Yeah. They said they were going to oh, start us individually with track. just that's gaps. Right. And the, the interesting thing is today had like 1500 meters of climbing tomorrow also has 1500 meters of climbing, but it has 2400 meters of descending. So this trail is called the Seven Summits Trail, and it basically follows it's it follows a ridge line and goes up to peak to peak to peak. Now the first there are the climbing though we don't actually start at the Seven Summits Trail. We start climbing up a single track for a long time. It's I think it's eleven k or ten k. That think. is a long climb. Forgive yeah. me, seven seven k. Seven. Okay. seven k is still long. So with a uh, what average gradient? Uh, it looks like it's a fifteen percent average gradient. Oh, fantastic. So <laughs> average. That means it's going to kick up high. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we start out with, and then after that, it's got a lot of downhill interrupted by other periods of kind of flat stuff. So. I'm really going to be looking and then a long descent at the end. So it sounds like more of a a fitness stage. It's yeah. A lot of fitness and being able longevity, I think is going to be key, even though a lot of people probably won't think it is. I think that, uh, maintaining momentum and finding times to stretch on those descents or on any type, any bit of flatness. Didn't our cab driver describe this as the trail that most people do one way and then they end up calling a cab because they don't want to come back. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty rough. So I, I think this one is going to be, um, tomorrow it's going to be a situation of really looking for spots to maintain momentum. So that way you have enough energy and strength to stay frosty for that last descent. Cause if you are not sharp for that thing, it sounds, it looks like it's pretty steep. So, um, so that'll be a, a good way to, to finish it if you're in a good mental state and well, you know, well conditioned. I look forward to thinking about you guys while I'm on the couch. <laughs> All right, and yeah, you're probably not going to come to this start tomorrow because no. it's a long way and we have to shuttle there. Yeah, and I don't know how to get back here, so. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I'll sleep in. 
Yeah. Um, this is another thing to cover really quick. We have to take our bikes actually to a shuttle today um, and get them all set there, I think, uh, so then they can have everything going. We'll double check with our shuttle. But once again, stage races, always look ahead and make sure that you're doing that sort of stuff. So I think that covers it. Hopefully tomorrow I don't take a wrong turn and I don't start really far back. Yeah. And I don't cramp. And yes, and Much. Chad doesn't cramp. Or I want Chad, you to get a little bit of a cramp and then... I don't think that'll be a problem. Do some hot sauce <laughs> and have it go away. Yeah. And then you come back with an empty bottle of hot sauce, <laughs> but a smile on your face. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Nice. be awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been loving meeting you guys up on the hill and also all the comments on, on Instagram and Strava. You can see a lot of the stuff on there. Oh, and I, fun. I am doing uh, Instagram stories. So if you yes. listen to this during the uh, event, you go on Instagram and I'm doing some behind the scenes stuff, Instagram.com slash pod or trainer road. Yep. That's yep. it. And that is us. You can find us on there, follow, check things out. We'll have live content going up all the time. Ooh. Thanks everybody. We'll chat tomorrow. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.